Welcome to Sam's Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. You'll be learning their story, how digital marketing has helped them along the way, and exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your own business. Hi everyone and welcome back to a fresh episode of Sam's Business Growth Show. I'm excited to be joined by the sales and LinkedIn wizard that is Marcus Chan. Marcus is a founder over at Venley Consulting Group. He helps B2B sales professionals sell more and sell better without years of experience through his coaching and training programs. He's been featured in Yahoo, Finance, MarketWatch, NBC and more for his results and he's trained thousands of sales professionals all across the world. Marcus, very warm welcome, sir. How are you? Hey, Sam. I'm I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. And I've never been called a sales wizard before, so I appreciate. It. It's probably the nicest thing I've ever heard before. I've heard, I've heard many terrible things, but that's a very <laughs> nice compliment. I appreciate that. I think my diet coke's just kicked in, man, because I've just got an energy buzz, and it just felt right at the time. So I thought I'd flow with it. Um, <laughs> so look, looking forward to chatting, Marcus. And um, there's plenty of stuff. I know today we're going to take a focus on LinkedIn. And how everyone tuning in today can generate a consistent flow of clients and uh, keep their pipeline stocked to the brim of regular new biz. Before we jump into that juicy stuff, I'd love to get a bit of background on yourself, Marcus. So for anyone who doesn't know Marcus Chan, perhaps you could give us a five minute background on kind of where you're from, how you got into sales and why you started your own business. And maybe one or two lessons along the way that you might have picked up that could be of use for us. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So uh, I'm Marcus Chan. I'm the founder of Venley Consulting, uh, Consulting Group and creator of Six Figure Sales Academy. And uh, this business I started about a year ago in which I work directly with business business sales professionals to help them sell more and earn more without any years of experience. And it's been an incredible year. And I'll share some lessons from there. But before that, I was in corporate America, as we call it, for 14 plus years. Uh, you know, okay. and I started from uh, outside sales working my way up to executive sales leadership roles, was pretty fortunate, got promoted uh, 10 times in 10 years, you know, led large team. My last org, I had 110 plus employees over multiple states and we did quite a bit of revenue each year as well. And uh, obviously I love doing that. It was an incredible experience and I learned a lot of great things, but eventually I started my own business because I want to make a greater impact on BB sales professionals across the world. In fact, I wanted to be able to help them uh, succeed in B2B sales because I know it's so difficult. And, and the reason uh, I know it's so difficult is because when I first started in B2B sales, you know, even though you know you jokingly called me a uh, you know a sales wizard, when I started, I was the complete opposite. All right, I was the complete opposite. I was uh, awful at sales. I struggled, and sales was really, really hard for me. Eventually, I fortunately figured it out and had success, but I, I essentially wanted to build programs and build support for someone like me who okay. got in sales, who didn't know if it was going to be a creator or not, but needs the tools, the path, the blueprint to be successful. And that's what I've essentially have turned my my new life now that I've created over last year to do and focus on. It's been absolutely incredible. And uh, of course, uh, I've learned a lot of lessons along the way. And I would say, um, you know, in my first year, first year in business, you know, I think at least well, at least one big lesson I learned, uh, which fortunately early on, which is number one, and it's really for and when you start something new, a new venture like starting your own business can be very scary, right? Like you might be an expert in whatever you focus on, but running a business is a different skill, probably a different skill than what you were doing before. So the thing, first thing is number one, get a mentor, right? I mean, it seems kind of odd. Everyone talks about it all the time, but but get a mentor who has already achieved what you want to achieve consistently. <laughs> like, that's it. That's a, that's a key right there. Not a one-hit wonder, right? Like, and not someone who's in a totally different realm, but someone who actually has done what you want to do consistently, right? Get that mentor, right? That's really, really vital. Because once you have that in place, that's going to help you massively, right? And then uh, number two, if you start starting your own business, and the next lesson I would say is um, get massively clear on exactly what is your offer going to be, like, and who is it going to be for? And that type of clarity, I find many new entrepreneurs really struggle with, especially for the first year or two. So they kind of aimlessly do everything. They aimlessly market, they aimlessly sell, they aimlessly do everything from, as you know, their website looks totally off to 
their LinkedIn's totally off, to their Facebook's totally off, to how they even have a conversation with a, uh, a prospect is totally off. So get crystal clear on your offer and also, you know, uh, how are you gonna, who are you going to serve exactly. So that would be a blessing to get a mentor and get crystal clear. Yeah, love both those points, man. Um, I mean, in terms of the the second point, making your offer crystal clear, making it crystal clear across all your digital assets or offline assets, online assets, how you communicate with your customers makes perfect sense. And then understand who your ICP, your idle customer profile is. It's, right. it's, this is something that resonates across all our episodes. But point one is something we've not talked about much. Um, don't want to go into it to too much detail, but how do we... How do we find a good mentor, Marcus? Because there's a lot of, I'm sure you've only got to go onto LinkedIn to see sales trainer, sales mentor, sales, uh, whatever it may be. How do we find someone who's trusted um, that we can actually think, yeah, they're going to help me rather than rip me off? Because that's always something that's been on my mind. Yes, 100%, right? So I think the first thing is, is um, you know, first uncover what skills do you need to develop? That's the first thing, right? Like what skills do I need to develop, right? If it's, a, let's say it's, if it's sales skills, okay, if you need to improve your sales skills, great. Then obviously start looking at you know who 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 potentially could help you right. If you looked on LinkedIn, there are so many people which I, I find hilarious who are now sales gurus, sales wizards, sales experts, whatever you want to call them, right? And they they put that on there, which which, which drives me crazy. First off, like if you call yourself a sales wizard or an expert on your profile, you're probably not an expert or a wizard. I'm just saying, right? So <laughs> that's the first thing. Now on, on top of that, once you uncover some people. The first thing I would really look at is just take a look at, you know, like, is there proof, right? What I mean by that is, like, is there stuff actually good and proven, right? And one of the best things to do, what I love about LinkedIn, are their recommendations. Like, if they only have one recommendation, chances are probably good that they have not really proven their their worth, right? That's that's the first. Thing. That's a pretty easy. That's like an Amazon review, right? Like it what was it was it show on the recommendations, right? And then I just start, I start digging through. Now perhaps maybe they're new on LinkedIn, but do they have other variations? So some people will see will put video t- testimonials up, screenshots, etc. So whatever proof is great. And then of course, if you're on LinkedIn, look at their content. Does their content is it actual of high value, or is it a bunch of fluffy stuff? Right. Like, like, yes, there's mindset stuff in sales, but if you only talk about mindset and there's nothing else behind it, like there's no tactics, there's no strategy, there's a bunch of fluffy stuff, that'll tell you pretty quickly. Right. So, and that's where I think it's just like anything else. Um, when you look to get a mentor, you are investing in yourself. Right. And, and I find the best ones you pay for. It's, it's that simple. If you want, like, for me personally, I have spent well in the five figures this year with my mentor. Very intentionally, and it's exploded my business in a very good way. And I do it very intentionally because I know who I work with is a he's phenomenal what he does. Like that, he's an expert in marketing and building online businesses. I'm not. I, I, I like sales. <laughs> like he's an expert in something else that I need help with, right? So I made sure I paid for a mentor that I knew would help me scale my game up, and he has, right? And that's where it's really vital too. But but first, before I willy-nilly drop money, I did my homework. I check I check for information. I check for social proof. I check for all the things that I'll work. You know what? This is a good investment. It's an investment, just like anything else. And when you invest in the right thing, it can explode your business, your skills, your mindset, whatever you're working on. It can really skyrocket to the next level if you do the right homework to ensure it's the right fit for you. Love that. Love that. So understand the the aspects of business or sales or whatever, marketing, whatever it may be you need help with. Do proper research and then be prepared to invest in a professional, it sounds like. That's right. Cool, man. That's right. All right. Well, let's jump into the main topic, Marcus, how we can actually generate a consistent flow of clients using LinkedIn. So I think if we could start from the top, really. So if we could start to someone that's fairly new to LinkedIn, and maybe just, just goes on there a few times, perhaps does the odd weekly post, perhaps engages occasionally on someone's comment and isn't really sure if this platform is actually worthwhile, if it's going to generate them leads, if it's going to generate them B2B business. So perhaps we could start from the top and um, just lay out some kind of framework as an A to Z of, of how we can do it, how we can set up a profile, how we can attract leads and how we can even prospect and, and gain outbound inquiries. 100% right. So, um, and, and the way I look at it, right, it's, it's what's, what's important to understand is when, pe- when people are saying, hey, d- will LinkedIn work for me? Will it help me generate the amount of revenue I want? Uh, it's important to understand that LinkedIn, like anything else, it's a tool. 
all right? It's a tool, right? Like this is a tool, right? A hammer is a tool. And if you think about a hammer, with a hammer, you can either, you know, like, you know, break something down, right? Or just stay in your tool shed, if you will, or your, you know, your tool belt, right? Or you can use, use it to build an incredible house, a mansion, a palace, et cetera, right? It's the same tool, but used very differently. And LinkedIn is the same way. Some people can use it as, okay, you know what? I kind of post well, you know, which for sure. And you might maybe get results, maybe you don't. But there has to be intentional strategy with LinkedIn, okay? So and if you do it properly, you can build a thriving business offer, right? So I'll give you an example. I, I mean, I've used LinkedIn heavily uh, over the last, last uh, year, last 11 months, right? And on average, I generate on an inbound lead, not even outbound, inbound lead, I get 8 to 12 leads every single day inbound into my funnels because of LinkedIn, all right. Some days are better, some days are worse, but on average, eight to 12, right? And that's resulted in literally multiple six figures in revenue only off LinkedIn as that peer traffic source. All right. And that I don't say it to like, it's not even, I mean, I, I know people to do way more and people to do way less, but it's to give an example of the power of LinkedIn if you use it properly, right? And of course, it's going to keep going up the more I use it. So what you want to do is to kind of break into frameworks. Right? So if I was brand new to LinkedIn right now, the first thing I would do, which is what I did once I changed roles, is I would optimize my profile. So you want to optimize your LinkedIn profile. Okay. So you picture this. Whenever you are on LinkedIn and you are engaging with content or you do anything, whether you post content or not, the first thing everybody does is check out the profile. And when they check out the profile, subconsciously, that person who's who's lurking on your page is asking themselves a couple of questions. They're saying, hey, is this person worth my time? Are they credible? And can they help me? That's really what they're asking. So your LinkedIn profile needs to address all of those questions and put them at ease, right? When they look at your profile page, it should be, wow, they are of high value. They are credible. I potentially can get value out of just even looking at their stuff. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean they'll buy right now, which is totally fine, but it's more so can you help get, gain their trust and get them to like you? That's really it. Okay. So, and that goes from having a really good uh, banner, right? So your banner is important. Okay. So and that's basically free real estate for whatever you want to say. If you are in the digital marketing game, it's, it's your page is like a landing page. Okay. <laughs> right. So that banner is really vital for being able to track them for a call to action. Right. That then you got to think about also your headshot. Do you have a good professional headshot? Nothing crazy. Right. To even your tagline. Does your tagline capture people? Right. So like, for example, mine, I use a pattern interrupt, right? Meaning when people read it, they're like, huh? And it causes them to stop and think and probably check out my profile, increase their chance. And it says, it, the first thing it says is like, from Speedos to selling seven-figure contracts. And most people are like, Speedos? Why is this guy talking about Speedos on LinkedIn? Boom, pattern interrupt. They check out my profile and then they go through and they start they start getting warmed up to me through my profile. That's your other it's business, right? Selling Speedos. That's right. It's a great business, right? Very lucrative. Very lucrative, right? <laughs> You know, so uh, as you go through, right, and then you, you can kind of go through the rest of the profile, right? Um, uh, you can, uh, uh, the about section is really vital. So in there, uh, I like to personally share a personal story because people are captivated by stories. And if you are good at writing copy, you can write in a very good format, like a hero format. So you have the story, you have some subtle calls to actions to do some things in there, right? And then, of course, one, if they start, if you continue to go down your profile, they might, you know, let's just say they don't want to click anywhere else. We want to keep scrolling down. They now see what jobs did you have you had. They'll check out whatever jobs you've had. In there, you want to make sure you're putting things that help give you credibility, right, and help establish in their mind you as an expert, right, or potential expert. So for me, I know most salespeople like to know, hey, is this guy, did this guy actually do the job? Was he successful? Did he win awards? Was he ranked well? Was he good at his job? So I make sure I list it in there, different types of awards, different things. And I know in rankings that are going to be very attractive to salespeople because most salespeople, if they join a sales organization, most of them don't want to lose and suck at sales, right? Most of them want to do well. So I make sure that I go ahead and uh, I have things in there and more credibility and then recommendations. And that's just your profile. Your profile, that's, that's all your goal is gain their trust, gain their trust, and get them to like you. And they might even send you a connection request as a result. That's the first thing I'll do. 
All right. So first, got it. Okay. So essentially, make sure, like you're saying, basically, it sounds like gear your gear your LinkedIn profile as a landing page. So ultimately, we want it to hook leads. Yes. And um, build build trust and credibility. If we're working for a company, or if we've only started, only recently started our own company, we perhaps don't have awards, we don't have accolades, we don't have many accreditations. Are there any other ways that we can actually build trust with our ideal customers or people that land on our page, Marcus? Yeah, 100%, right? So um, let's just say you start a brand new company, like you mentioned, right? Um, I would also make sure even some of your past stuff is outlined there as well, because um, you could still build a personal brand, all right? So you start a new company, you can still build a personal brand about you, okay? So that means you can still change your, your background on camera for absolutely free, make a free banner on there. You can still do a nice headshot. You can still do a tagline. Uh, you can still do, you can still do your background before, right? And that's where it gets very powerful, where you can utilize content as a way to help build up your brand in the new field you're in, all right? And when you're posting on content out there, I mean, there's many forms of content. You can put, you know, text only, posts, you can do PDFs, you can do articles, you can do videos, right? And those are all, all really great. Um, as of right now, while we, while, we, uh, while we do this, you know, text still has the most reach regardless, right? It still has the most reach. Video has usually really high engagement if it's a good video. Um, now, all forms are good, and I recommend doing all forms, right? Um, but at the end of the day, regardless of the, the medium that you're going to use, you're going to put out, it has to be of value to your target audience. So when your target audience or ICP goes onto your profile and you they see you, they're saying, okay, you know what? This person seems somewhat credible, not sure. Maybe you're brand new in your company. Okay, cool. Let me look, let me check out you know, his or her content. That content is pretty, pretty clear right there. You start looking through, like, okay, is it of value to them? And they see a number of consistent posts that have shown value, credibility, expertise in whatever new field that you are in. In their mind, they start getting warmed up to you now. Like, oh, wow, actually, this is a really useful video. This is a really useful t- you know, post. This is a really good article they wrote. Like, that's very powerful. And, and Makes sense. On, also- to add to that note, Marcus, before we yep. carry on, in terms of the actual content we put out, so I'm, I'm guilty of this all the time. And because I've had some great guests on the show, they've given me some awesome ideas on how I can think up ideas for, for content. So some of our guests have said you can actually utilize questions your clients have asked you directly. So if people have asked mm-hmm. you something about your services, for example, in my case, digital marketing, these questions yep. I actually re-gear them towards the content I then put out. Um, yep. Sometimes if I'm just out and about on a walk or playing sports, whatever I'm doing, and I think of something in my head, and I think that's yep. quite funny or that could give value, I write it down on, on my notes app on my phone yep. and then put that as a schedule that as a post a few days later. But have you got any tips in terms of what you use and how you create your content, Marcus, and, and how you actually come up with ideas? Yeah, it's super simple, right? Um, you know, and, and here's the reality because some, some some people ask me like, oh man, like I'm just not that creative. Like I'm not like Sam, I'm not like Mark, I can't come up with this up on the fly. Here's the even, the even simpler thing, right? Um one of the worst feelings is you, you put you put you put your heart and soul and blood, sweat, and tears into a piece of content and you put it out there and you're like crickets. That's a terrible feeling. No, no one likes that feeling, whether it's me, you, or anybody else. So I'm gonna teach you a very simple way, which will basically you will literally ensure your content will be engaged with, right? So um, it's very simple. And here's how you do it, right? So first off, it's, it's not it's only crazy. Re- the reality is, is um, those questions you already mentioned, Sam, are already on the internet, okay? Like maybe your client hasn't asked you yet or future clients, but literally you can go on LinkedIn. It's so simple. You go on LinkedIn and you look up a really common hashtag that's it's common in your industry. Let's just say I'm an IT, information technology. You look up hashtag information technology. Go to the latest and take a look at you know posts that have a lot of engagement on it and look at what those topics are, number one. That might, that might be an idea. But also number two, look at the comments. What are people staying in there? What are the questions they have? So if you say, for example, if you find a macro influence, someone's got a lot, like maybe 50,000 plus followers, and they have a a post that's got like thousands of likes, hundreds of comments, look in the comments and you'll see varying opinions, you'll see questions, and all those are little golden nuggets of ideas. And you take those ideas and you just paste them into a Google Doc, right, of possible ideas, Right, like, and because for example, you might see an opposing idea that you're like, "Oh, that's totally wrong." Great, that's a post idea. Put that in there, okay? But what you're looking for is ideally the the hottest stuff is always going to be what are common problems 
issues or challenges that they are struggling with and put that on the Google Doc that you uncover there, right? That's very powerful. You could also do the same thing by searching up specific people in group or uh, specific uh, groups, right? LinkedIn groups are, are okay right now, but go on to Facebook. Join some groups who are in your target market and look at what questions they have in there, right? Don't join a spammer group with a whole spammy post. Join one with high engagement and get those ideas and convert those into posts. Here's another super ninja hack. Go on to Amazon. Everyone's got Amazon. And look up a popular book in that niche. Let's say information technology. Again, you look it up. You find whatever most popular books are. They'll tell you the bestsellers, okay? And go into the reviews. And you don't care about the one-star reviews or the five stars because the one stars is just probably some troll. And the five stars are like, they're just like, they're, they're, big, they're big fans. Look for the two through four stars. What questions do they have? What do they say is missing? What could it do better? Those are ideas you take and you plug in that Google Doc. So when you do this, you now know you literally are going to be creating content, solving the deepest needs, desires, wants, and problems and challenges of your target market. So you're not going off demographics. You're now targeting psychographic content, which will help you gain better traction and grow your business. So when that person who doesn't know you comes upon your profile and you're brand new in your role, but you've done this research, which takes only time, and you start creating that content, they say, oh, you know what? Wow, this person knows me. They know what's in my head and what's in my heart. And that gains trust. And you do it consistently, and that's important, consistently, you'll start establishing yourself as someone who is an authority in that specific niche. Does that make sense? That's kind of a, Dude, a that's, that's awesome. I've never heard I've never heard those tactics before. And that is awesome for a number of reasons, actually. If you're if you're brand new, you've just started your own company. And like the point I mentioned previously, I, I sometimes create content by prospective clients or active clients, the questions they ask, and then repurpose that into useful content with my posts. But you're talking about finding other content that's perhaps uh, trending on certain hashtags that are related to you. So in your case, maybe sales or marketing, whatever it may be. And then finding out the questions within the thread, within within the comments, the, right. people, the problems people actually got, and then noting those on a Google Doc, and then utilizing that in the, in the content, the post you're putting out. That's amazing. And likewise with right. the Amazon reviews on the books with the not the five star or the one star, but the ones in between. That's yeah, that's that's such a great idea for people that perhaps don't have clients yet and just can pick up ideas for copy. That's awesome, dude. Love it. Okay, great. So that's that's the post. And as you mentioned, obviously text-based posts are getting the most reach, but just like yourself, I like to mix it up a bit, put the odd video out now and there, um, as well as imagery. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you agree, it gives people a bit more of a flavor for who you are. Because if yes. you're constantly putting out text and no one ever sees you, they might just think you're a robot. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Cool, man. So, um, all right. So that's that's the profile covered. That's how to create content. Um, what's what's the next piece of the puzzle, Marcus? Yeah. So so now if your profile profile's good, your content, you're starting to put out content, right? The third piece, and this is you really you need this as well, is you have to make sure to engage. That's really, really important. Like when you are starting to put content out, first off, when you first put your first piece of content, my first piece of content, I got like maybe one like, it was probably from me, right? So uh, at first, you may not get the attraction you want. That's okay. But as you start getting engagement on your posts, make sure you are engaging back meaningfully. Really important, right? Because somehow you can put up a great post and it's going to be, you know, a great topic about whatever. And someone's like, oh, I love that. You know, like, you know, like, and they have a question. Answer the question. Now, if you want to be really strategic, you answer and you drop an open open loop question. So this helps create more, more it drives the algorithm, get more views onto your content. So for example, you know, they say, hey, that was an awesome post. And that might be the post, the, the comment. Fantastic. Uh, you know, what did you like most about the post? Or how, how will you apply this to X, you know, whatever, whatever your post is about? So they, they'll hopefully respond and they'll sort of create more of a thread and have a more of a dialogue, which is powerful because then other people will see it. And it's an opportunity for you to be able to well, be really valuable and helpful. You, again, you're not selling anything. You're purely being helpful here, right? So the engaging piece. Now, on top of that, what you also want to do as well is you want to make sure you are um, you go into the hashtags. Again, same concept. And you are engaging. Go to the latest, okay, because um, – Usually the life of a LinkedIn post, usually the best life is within the first, you know, 
six to 12 hours. So you want to go in there and you want to make sure you are in commenting and engaging with every single post and the hashtag. Okay. When you're new, just, just don't even think, don't, don't try to judge if it's good or not. Every single post in the hashtag for the last 24 hours, right? Every day, build, make it a habit, go in there and boom, comment, 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 comment. Now don't be like a robot, but like, cool, neat, awesome, whatever. Go and read. I was going to say, dude. What, what's before we before we get into this? This is a bit of a controversial topic. What's yes. what's your? I don't want to spend too much time on it. But what's your thought on LinkedIn pods, which are almost oh, yeah. that easy to see because you see a post that is only probably a few lines of text. It's probably something that's regurgitated about a thousand times already on LinkedIn, and you see it's oh. got a thousand likes, a thousand comments, but every comment is like, "Yes, great content," or "Awesome content, man," or "Good job." It's like right. it just makes you cringe. It's just like, what's the point? Oh yeah, um. <laughs> I see him. Uh, now here's the thing: like, you have to be very careful because people try to invite me to their engagement pods. Okay, um, be very careful, right? Because I want you to think, I think about this: like, if you join an engagement pod, which may look good and it may get you more views, right? I understand why people will want to do it. Okay, but if that pod goes away and your stuff goes down, that won't help you at all, right? So, and that, and then here's the thing: um, you know. You have really good engagement if if you consistently get connection requests that are not just like you know people selling forex and bitcoin you know programs like if you get a lot of connection requests because your content's really good that's a good sign okay if you're not getting that it probably means you have really bad content so with that being said like it depends on the engagement pod right and and, and I say that because like technically any type of group SMS or MMS is now engagement pod now you have to be careful there because some of them are just like you mentioned. Good job, neat, 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 neat. Those are lame. But if, you, if it's if it's if it's a group of people that are really like in, actually engaged and they want to get help, that's different. But again, technically, it's probably engagement pod. So, for example, I'm in a group with Rev Genius people, right? That's a, that's a new thing on on, on LinkedIn for it's really popular, right? But they're actually finding you. They're, they're like they are engaged. We actually enjoy engaging to stuff because actually quality stuff, right? Is it technically an engagement pod? Yeah, probably, but it's not the same way as some people see it, right? So I think there's a differentiation, right? It's kind of like there's crappy tools and bad tools. Now, they invite me to, I'm like, okay, makes sense, right? It's only like only like five people in there, okay, <laughs> that actually engage, right? So that's a little different there, right? Versus some of the ones I've seen where it's like, oh, yeah, there's like 30, 40 people in here, and they all really go in and just like and engage with other stuff, and that's the only comments you see on there. That's a problem. That's a problem, right? So Got it, man. if you look the right way, it's great. But but here's the thing. Don't worry about the engagement pods. Focus on quality content. Focus on quality content. When you have quality content, that'll trump engagement pods. Like your stuff will get seen if you have quality, consistent content. But then you also engage. You engage with your stuff. You engage with others. I'll give you an example, right? So go back to the engagement strategy. It ties back to the whole piece too, right? Uh when when I if you're in the hashtags and you're engaging when you're brand new and you're engaging with people on there, do it consistently and over time. When you engage, the first thing they do is look at your profile. They say, "Wow, that's pretty interesting." So then they'll go check you out and they'll either connect with you or follow you, right? And then if you get really quality content, they'll keep engaging with your stuff, right? And that's really important. And what you want, and this is why it's really important that when they comment, you are engaging back. Don't just like it and disappear. You want to engage with them. So building time every day to do is really important. Now, on top of that, uh, start adding uh, adding micro and macro influencers. So the macro influencers, they have big audiences. We'll call it 20, 30K in people. Let's just say the micro ones are sub 10,000, okay? Start adding them that are in your same field and make sure when they are posting, you are engaging with their stuff, a quality engagement your perspective, your opinion, whatever. And it's really important. Be helpful, right? If you see a question in those comments, engage, same same concept. Because when you engage consistently in there, people start seeing you again, they'll add you and start following your content too. And that eventually will turn into leads too. So that's really important. So that the whole strategy behind it, because it's going to take, it's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like pushing a car. A car, it's like, you know, the battery's dead. You start pushing it first, it's really hard. But once you get a little bit of momentum, as long as you maintain it, it'll keep moving. That's the same concept. Got it, man. So really if we can just jump back to the, to the part before I interrupted you. 
Um, so the the hashtag side of things, which sounds like an awesome tip, especially if you're new to LinkedIn. So do we just go onto the search tool, type in the hashtag that's in our industry, that pulls up all the posts um, under that hashtag, then we filter that to um, last 24 hours. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Then it. we just start start commenting on anyone where we can kind of add value or answer a question or answer right. people's comments. Um, right. And we do all of them, or we do as many as we can. Like spend like, twenty well, minutes or something like that. It's or... one of those things when you know when you are new, you don't really, you don't really like, you're not able to gauge it quite yet, right? So you're better, you're better off when you're new. Just just go in and engage as many as you can, right? That's really really key, um, and. You know, like make it easy for them. Build an hour a day, right? This is called the first thing in the morning. Like you post your content up, and then, this is what I do. I post my content up, and then spend an hour right after that. I engage with anyone on my post. But back then, I when I first started, I would go into the hashtags and do it, right? And I'll start doing that, right? Same concept. Over time, you won't have to do the same thing with hashtags because your 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 feed will start filling with stuff that's really similar. You'll get more people in there, right? And because of your audience starts building and people in your like industry, you you will see their comments and posts as well. And you, you can start going through your feed and do the same concept as well. And again, every time you post, people see it, right? Like for example, like um, if, if a macro influencer posts something really important, that's a great post, a very well-written, helpful, useful comment that's obviously very aligned, right? That's not selling anything, just being helpful on that macro influencer can get a lot of attention because what you're doing right there is you are borrowing their traffic, right? Like you are borrowing their traffic, all those eyes on there. So that, that macro influencer, they may get like a hundred thousand views in a day right off that one post. So by you going on there and you also engage on there too, uh, and it's really useful. I mean, you won't get a hundred thousand views, but let's just say you get an extra 5,000 views that wouldn't, wouldn't have seen before. Well, beautiful. That's great. And let's just say a percentage of those convert over to new followers, right? And then, of course, there's a DM strategy, the connection request as well that you want to do. All those things will help generate a warm audience and nurture them to eventually convert them into a lead, which will lead to future opportunities. Got it, man. So it sounds like these these are some great strategies. This basically doing all these daily activities, setting aside an hour or so with the, the, the sole aim of people finding the content you're putting out, helpful, useful, interesting. They go over to your to your profile, to your landing page, and over time they've, they've got the trust, you've built up the authority and they'll, they'll pop you a message or give you a call or give you an email depending on what the call to action you've listed on your profile is to, to get the inbound opportunity. Yeah, yeah, but on top of that too, um, there's also a DM strategy too, right? That uh, okay. I do with new connection requests because when they add me, I have a DM strategy. Here's the thing. When they add you, like a, um, in your target market, they, when they add you, it usually means, okay, they say, you know what? I think there's value in you, right? I think I like your stuff. For for some reason, they just they see some sort of value in you, right? They're like, okay. Now, maybe they're going to try to try sell you something, which is possible. But, you know, hopefully hopefully there's, they see value in your content because you're doing a good job with that. There's a strategy when what you do, right? So when I accept that request, okay? So uh, this is for... People in my target market, when I accept that request, I'm like, okay, cool. Now, what you want to do is you want to make sure you DM them, all right? Now, what I do is I do a video message, right? A video message. So I do a video message from my phone on the app. I drop a video message to introduce myself, right? Say what's up. It's high energy. It's custom to them. It's not pre-recorded. So literally, I'm like, hey, what's up, Sam? Marcus Shannon, thanks so much for adding me, right? So they can see my personality. They can see I'm a real, I'm a real dude. Right, you know, it's really important, and I'll, it's wherever I'm at. So if my kid is like hanging off me somewhere, like you know, like my like my, my toddler, he's in the video too, right? If we're on a walk somewhere, we're on a walk in the video, <laughs> like so. So people people really appreciate the the realness of that personalized video DM, and then I also tell them what I'm all about. So it's like a thirty second you know video, and I literally tell them that my goal is to help salespeople out. So if for anybody else out there. You say, hey, my goal is to help out people in, um, you know, information technology or whatever, right? People who are Got AI. It. And then, boom, give them something high value, completely free. That's what I do. I give something really high value, completely free, right? What kind and of example are we talking about, Marcus? Yeah, so I give out, I'll give out free trainings. I'll give out free okay. guides, all designed to help sell, sell people out, right? Uh, for a while, I'll, I'll just invite people to my free Facebook group. 
right? You know, so uh, and I did I do like live trains in there and free stuff as well. So um, you know, right right now I give my my free webinar, right? It's been recognized as Yahoo Finance. I'm like, hey, here's a free webinar training. It's it's it's, it's automated. Go check it out if you if you want if you want to learn how to do this. Boom, send it to them. And it's not like nice. a hard no hard close there. It's like, hey, I hope this is a value to you. Please check it out if you like it. That's it. Boom. And short and sweet to the point, personalized. I like it. Yeah, I probably get um easily uh a 50 to 75 percent response rate thanking me like oh wow thank you so much i need this (laughs) right like because i didn't pitch them i gave them high value the call actions like just go check it out there's no like go check it out now it's like would you there's no book a time my calendar no none of that just hey here's something of value to you would you like it that's it boom very soft excellent well, I think that's that's awesome. I mean, if, let's say let's flip it a bit and just say I was a personal trainer. If someone just added me, just like you say, I could do a nice thirty-second video saying, "Hey, John, thanks very much for adding me. I'm posting regular content on how you can get fit, top training, top training tips, top nutrition tips, giving all these free recipes. Oh, and here's a guide I've just made on how to work out in less time each week. If you want to check it out, please do something like that. Yeah. as an example, is yeah. that about right? Exactly, and I'll go even simpler, right? <clears throat> like. Talk here's the board. You want to talk like a regular person. All right. So like it's like, hey, 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 Sam, Marcus Chan here. If you couldn't tell, I love giving value to people to help them lose weight. So here's this free video, a 10-minute video on how to burn calories without doing a single thing. Hope you like it. See ya. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like love it. Notice, notice the lingo there, right? So I don't use any type of it's really important. So the mistake sometimes we make is we become an expert in um of what we do and we use vernacular that's completely foreign to our target market right like you want to keep it really simple right like i don't even say something like hey i here's this free training where i teach my reverse sales accelerate methods which can help you do this i'm like, I'm like hey here's a free training to help you sell more like oh cool that sounds good <laughs> like i'm that i'm that simple right like literally if you could take uh, if you ever use the app hemingwayapp.com which helps you uh, uncover and write, put, uh, put your text in there to see how simple you can write because you want to ideally write between like a third and fifth grader because people can comprehend things faster. You, it's, it's like whatever you say gets put into the Hemingway app and gets spit out as a third or fifth grader. That's how simple you want to speak. And the reason – I simple, need to out, man. Yeah. The reason why this is so important is if, if it requires too many brain cells to digest your message, people say, I'll watch this later. No, 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 no. I don't want that. I want them to engage now. So I got to make it really simple, right? So that's why how you say the the wording, the copy, everything is so vital. This is actually why when you do your research on the hashtags, the Amazon uh, reviews, the Facebook groups, online, Reddit threads, wherever, you look not just for the pain points, but also what words they use. How do they describe what they want to achieve, how do they describe their pains and use those same words in all your marketing from your website to your LinkedIn page, to your, your, whatever you're offering out there to your proposals, to how you speak. And when you do that, it cuts all the fluff out and they can understand you faster. And at the, at the end of it, sales communication. So your ability to communicate to your prospect is predicated on your ability to simplify down the most complex things. You know, as Da Vinci said, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. So simplify, 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 and your message come over faster and more clear to the person you're trying to communicate with. Love it, man. And I think that's definitely something I'm guilty of, especially in, in digital marketing, using all these acronyms. And then sometimes forgetting that my clients that actually understand what I'm saying because I've not made it clear for them. So, yeah, sometimes you just need to break it down. So our offering is nice and simple, easy to understand. and we, We're not confusing our customers. We're making it as crystal clear as possible. So love that tip, dude. We're all guilty. Uh, I'm guilty. I'm guilty too. So <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So all right. So we've t- covered some great ground. Um, I think the only thing left, unless I'm mistaken, is is outbound prospecting. So actually reaching out to our ideal customers and our ideal prospects. So how do we go about that, Marcus? We've covered our brand profile. We've covered engaging content. We've covered attracting leads. But what about if we're still short of leads and perhaps whilst we're building up a pipeline? How do we reach out to people? What's the best process for that? Yeah, great. Should we target LinkedIn to be specific so we can really? Yeah, keep keep it keep it to LinkedIn. Otherwise, we could be here a few hours. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm like okay. Well, sadly, we're going to be here like ten hours now for at least a quick high level training. So yeah. uh, 
let's talk about LinkedIn specifically. How how do you go about getting more leads, you know, outbound wise, right? So um, first off, do everything I mentioned up front. That's really important. So you still want, because if you don't have an optimized profile, you don't have these things that you're already doing, the content, um, the more you do of those things, it converts at a higher level when you do outbound, all right? Uh, but, in, but here's the thing. If you do an amazing job with all those things, you won't have to do outbound, all right? So um, it's, it's very, very important. So here's, here's what I'll do. So first off, um, do all those, all those things. And now next, what you want to do, now, some people love to send in-mails. I would highly discourage sending in-mails. Um, you don't want to do that. Um, wh- what you want to do is you want to send a connection request first. Now, first off, so find your target market. Whether you are, if you are using Sales Navigator, great. If you're not, don't even worry. You can do this without Sales Navigator. Okay. So you're looking for your target market, wherever they are. So, for example, if you see them in the hashtags, all right, or in the macro influencers. So again, you see them because you know if they are there. Number one. They're engaging. They're focused. They want to learn. They're already a little bit warmed up, to, right? A little bit warmed up to something, right? They're seeking some sort of knowledge. It's kind of like if you type in how to do blank on YouTube, you're probably going to prospect for whatever that person's on, on the back end of how to do what, right? On LinkedIn, same concept. Look in the hashtags, right? Look in the comments, same. And as you are engaging, go ahead and start adding people who are in your target market asking those questions? All right. Now, what? Now, I'll do a general blanket statement, and I'll get really specific. In general, when you send a connection request, leave a blank, take everything out. All right. And the reason why is this: um, most people, when they put in something in there, it's usually really generic. All right. And most people are kind of skeptical because they're thinking, "Who's this person? What are they trying to pitch me?" That's the first thing people think. So. Do rule general or uh, do sorry, do blank, do a blank. When you do a blank, when they see it, they're like, hmm, do I know this person? They're not sure. It's kind of like if someone calls you out of the blue, Sammy, that you don't have the number and they say, hey, Sam, it's John. In your head, you're like, oh, dang it. John, 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 John. Do I think I think? Hey, John, (laughs) how are you? And they're like, great. Even though you never talked to me before. Same concept. There's that fear and anxiety in their mind when you send that connection request that has nothing inside. They're like, do I know this person? Hmm. I actually agree. I mean, I think with LinkedIn connection requests, you've got to be careful because like you say, there's so many spam bots, like robots just sending out generic messages. Um, And then there's just poor personalization that like you see is literally just cut and paste. Yes. And then every now and then you'll get a message. For example, someone might say to you, Marcus, hey, Marcus, saw you on Sam's podcast. Love yep. the part where you talked about how you can utilize LinkedIn hashtags. So if it is hyper-personalized and it's relevant, yes. um, then it's great. Otherwise, I'm completely with you. Just if you've yes. engaged on their content recently and you send the request, the chances are they can remember that you've engaged on their content and they're going to recognize the request and probably just That's say right. yes. That's right. So for ex- great example is this. Uh, I think you send me a connection request, and I think you you reference uh, John Bassong's, uh, you know, his his podcast on there, which sure. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. So that I thought was really awesome because you did your homework. It was a very relevant, personalized request, and those work really well. So it's either like if, if you can't do a personalized one, and it can't be like, hey, I see we know some of the same people. No, no, that's, that's silly. Don't don't put that. Like if it's like, hey, um, hey, Sam. I love your post today about, um, you know, how to optimize for SEO on your website. Okay, cool. Hey, awesome. Thanks. <laughs> they feel good. They're more likely to accept, which is really important, right? So I've tested it where I've done, you know, I've done hyper-personalized, um, general, and no message. Hyper-personalized for sure to that person is the best, right? But sometimes you can't do it. So as a blanket statement, your second default is, no message at all. Okay. So once they accept it, great. And you'll see with the, the first one, third one usually gets the highest ones and fastest acceptance rates. After they accept, you want to do the same strategy as the inbound connection request. You send them a video DM, which again, it'll throw them off. Personalize to them. Say what's up. Same concept. Hey, thank you so much for accepting my request. If you couldn't tell, my big goal is help people, you know, help um, sales professionals lose weight. Here's a free time in a video. I hope you enjoy it. See ya. Boom. That's it. Super low you know, call to act, easy call to action. Boom. They like you. They trust you. And now from there, you'll see over time, the more you do it, they're like, oh, cool. And here's the thing. 
even though the video function has been around for so long, people are very scared of it. And that helps gain trust very quickly. And then from there, right. It, it's amazing. It's, it's both of mine. I'm like, this, this, like, this should be your number one way to do at least the initial outreach. Right. Um, and from there, it's much easier to like, and if, let's, let's just say, for example, let's say that they don't respond. Totally fine. They don't respond. No problem. If you are doing a really good job with your content consistently, you will be nurturing them from afar. They'll be getting nurtured. They'll be getting warmed up to you. Right. This is why it's really good to do a mixture of video and text. So I typically do four texts, one video every single week. So they get nurtured through my content and warmed up and they feel more comfortable right with me. And they know I'm, I'm a I'm a credible person, right? So that's important. And then o- over time, eventually, they'll probably DM you, right? And of course, you still can go and depending on if you're a sales professional or business owner, you can niche. You can you can start running back to them and say, "Hey, what did you think of that video?" After a few days, right? And also, once they uh, once they are um, a connection request or a, a, a connection uh, on LinkedIn, make sure you are engaging with their stuff too. So they put out content. Let's just say, for example, you put you send them a DM. They you can tell you know they looked at it, but they're like they didn't do anything with it. No problem, right? And the next day they put a post up. Make sure you go on there and drop something super meaningful on there. So now they get a little more warmed up, okay? And let's just say, for example, you want to wait another day, and they still you know have not responded, and they they probably just forgot because it's not a very good you know inbox anyways for managing your messages so again they post again the next day you go and respond again and then you dm the letter hey just why don't i circle back you know it could be a voice memo right hey just want to just check you know hey sam it's uh, you know, uh i'm not sure if you had a chance to take a look at that video uh what'd you think that's it there is no hey sam here's my calendar link would you like to meet this week <laughs> so again now they're getting more 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 warmed up all right. So yeah, and you can see now there's, there's a system here of warming people up, getting them nurtured by your content, your page, your uh, initial you know video DM. When, when you're social selling, it requires more of the friends and nurturing before you get to a, a conversation. You have to earn the right, earn the right to have a conversation, right? Like they can just ignore you. So earn the right up front and you'll see that all those leads will convert into real opportunities down the road. What I love about this is that there's no pitching really. There's no pitching at all. There's no instant connecting pitch. There's no DM and pitch. There's no pitch in your content you're putting out. It's all it's all kind of building an inbound engine through the content you're putting 100%. out, through your landing page, through initial outreach to connections, and just slowly nurturing and building trust from from the process that you've explained, which is which is great. That's right. I mean, as you know, um, when you when you have a well optimized LinkedIn profile, right? When you Google search that person. LinkedIn is one of the top things going to show up, right? Like you, it's 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 designed for that, right? So um, it's like everything has to be optimized properly to help drive you to be the top of search as well down the road, right? And that's obviously important for what you talk about, right? And obviously optimizing your website. So that's why, again, it's like a tool like anything else. If you use it properly, it can help you build your business, build a, or at least additional source of revenue for your business. Um, and it can be really useful for building your brand and getting you exposure. Um, what I appreciate about LinkedIn, like I've been serious about LinkedIn for about 11 months now, you know, um, you know, for my business. And it's been amazing from not just, you know, not just, you know, um, you know, revenue, but just the people I got to meet as a result, right? Partnerships, you know, again, you know, I'm fortunate to get invited to your podcast. Stuff like this is because of using LinkedIn. Right. If, if I didn't do what I did, then John wouldn't have found me. Then you wouldn't have seen John's and I wouldn't be here. Right. So there's many things that lead up to it. It didn't happen overnight, but it took time to get to this point. So it's a powerful tool when you use it properly. Awesome, man. Really enjoyed this conversation, Marcus. Let's um what's your what's what's the one thing that people shouldn't do on LinkedIn that you see the most? Is there like one pet peeve, one thing that you're seeing that you think, oh, if people stop doing this, it would just help them so much. Yeah, I would say the the simplest one would be simply uh, the connecting pitch that we see so often, right? I mean, that's that's pretty sure. common. When people, for those who are listening, what that means is um, you send a connection request, and then immediately after is a pretty lengthy essay, if you will, <laughs> that has a pitch of some sort. Say, hey, uh, you know, I work for this aluminum manufacturer, and we have this type of aluminum, and blah 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 blah. And then I book a time on my calendar here. 
and, and that's for I see for all types of industries. Don't do that because nobody likes that, right? It doesn't it doesn't work, right? And uh, it's frankly, um, it's playing numbers game. Uh, I, now, here's the thing: I'm sure some people out there are like, "Well, I do that; it does work." Well, but I'm sure your conversion rates is very very low, right? And on top of that, like let's just say, even if you are lucky and you happen to convert, say five percent, right? That's ninety five percent of people you're burning through. And now they picture you and they screenshot you and they post it on LinkedIn. <laughs> you are an example, right? You are an example to other people of what not to do. So I would I would stop doing that ASAP. Too right, dude. Marcus, look, appreciate the conversation. Everyone, you've been tuning into Sam's Business Growth Show, where we sit down with business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We find out their story, how digital marketing has helped along the way, and their exclusive tips and insights to help you scar at your sales and your business. Marcus, if you could thank just one person, either dead or alive, having a positive influence on yourself and your career, who would that be and why? Yeah, uh, easily my dad by far, right? My, my dad was, uh, he immigrated from America uh, with absolutely nothing. And um, despite not having really even beyond an eighth grade education, he taught me so many lessons about um, not just like, you know, just life and business, but also how to be a better human being, to be a great father, to be a great husband, to be a great, you know, business owner so my dad and i'm very fortunate he's still alive so i'll probably share his podcast with him later so he, he can hear it too <laughs> good man well marcus tell us a bit more about your business how people can learn from you how people can connect with you and the best way for everyone to get in touch yeah awesome right so uh if you're on linkedin you can look me up marcus shan's the only guy with speedos right now in the tagline so you can find me on there really easily Obviously, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as well. And then, of course, uh, if you want some free resources, so a bunch of free trainings and free things to help you out, just head to uh, marcuschan.io forward slash resources. That's marcuschan.io forward slash resources. Tons of free resources in there to help you sell more and earn more. Nice one. And everyone tuning in, make sure to follow Marcus. He's putting out some awesome content if you're in sales, so well worth um, connecting with or following. Uh, Marcus, really appreciate your time, dude. And um, thanks so much for coming on. If you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe on your podcast channel of choice, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever the heck you get your podcast from. We interview tons of business leaders and experts from around the globe each and every week. And thank you so much for tuning in. Are you tired of constantly hunting for new customers? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities, all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending lots of money on advertising but your website is failing to convert all of your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of new customers. If you'd like to learn more about our unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you, connect with Sam Dunning on LinkedIn or book a free 20-minute consultation via webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Subscribe today for more digital marketing, sales and business growth tips from the experts.